Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 9, looking at verses 13 through 16, read from the New King James Version. Ananias has been given an assignment by God, and the assignment concerns him because the Lord is sending him to a vicious persecutor of the church. Let's listen to Acts chapter 9, verses 13 through 16, read from the New King James Version. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Again, Acts chapter 9, verses 13 through 16, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 9, verses 13 through 16, read from the New King James Version. Ananias was understandably shaken by the Lord's command to go and find Saul of Tarsus. Christians want to stay, uh, wanted to stay far away from Saul because he had come to uh, persecute the church. That was what he was there for. He was there to, um, to arrest those who were professing to believe in Christ. So, of course, he was afraid. Paul's reputation as an enemy of the church was well documented. And the uh, uh, intent of this particular mission to Damascus was widely known. Uh, Ananias knew that Saul had been authorized by the leading priest to arrest every believer in Damascus. Fearful of what might happen, Ananias began to protest. And I'm sure if we were given that same opportunity, if we were given that same charge, we would probably be scratching our head and asking God, why me? Why are you sending me on this dangerous mission? But we have to realize that uh, our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are spiritual, actually, and they're to the tearing down of strongholds. So uh, Ananias was actually what got uh, the instrument that God used to tear down a stronghold that um, Saul of Tarsus was trying to, you know, um, to persecute. He was trying to persecute the church. And God said, no, that's not what's going to happen. So he was mighty to the tearing down of that, that mission assigned by the high priest 
or allowed by the high priest. But let me continue. Despite his protest, however, Ananias was up to the task. He says, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done. So, of course, his objections were logical and well-founded. Uh, however, they presumed that God needed instruction or at best counsel. Ananias almost asked, God, do you know what kind of guy this Saul is? And I'm sure as when we are um, witnessing, especially trying to reach those who, you know, might be in the seedier side of life. It's like, God, do you realize what you're asking me to do? You realize where you're asking me to go? Places I've never been before. But let me continue. Ananias knew a great deal about the mission of Saul how much harm he had done in Jerusalem and now he was coming to Damascus to do the same thing so he knew what was what Saul's mission was and uh, God told him that Saul was and is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name God had called upon uh, the life of Saul he had touched him he had placed a call upon his life at this time God had not yet revealed that call to Saul but he told Ananias what that call was. God considered Saul his chosen vessel long before there appeared anything worthy in Saul to choose. And I thank God that he chooses us long before there's anything worthy in us to choose. We thank God for that, that he sees beyond our faults. We thank God for that. And he looks at our needs and meets us where our needs are. We thank God for that. But anyway, let me continue. He says uh, his objective, his calling, and his future work would be to, um, to bring the Gentiles. His audience would be Jews. His audience would even be kings. So he's telling um, Ananias, this man who's a persecutor will become one who is a saint who's going to preach from persecution, the preacher of the word. So this was a, so, a sobering addition to the great call of God upon the life of Saul, that it also would be a life of um, that where he would be persecuted. Just as he persecuted the church, he would persecute Saul, who had caused horrible suffering for so many Christians, would find that he too must suffer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you can use anyone for your mission. And uh, I know there are times when ministers will say you take uh, pimps and make preachers out of them. So we know that Saul, Saul wasn't a pimp or anything, but he was a persecutor and you made a preacher out of him. So we thank you for that. And Father, we're still praying for Turkey and Syria. And I'm reading from the Voice of the Martyrs. It says that fewer than 1% of the po uh, population in Turkey are Christians. And 90% of Syrians are Muslim. But following the earthquake, many of the region's Christians immediately looked for opportunities to serve their hurting, grieving countrymen. 
during this time of devastation. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your church, your church united that comes together even with their adversaries, even with people like Saul who want to persecute them. God, they came together to help them just as Ananias uh, stepped out on faith and went and did what you asked him to do for Saul. Father, we pray for the pastor and his wife who were killed in, in the quake, a Turkish pastor, and their young son survived. We're praying for them, Father. We're praying for church members who uh, took comfort in recalling the pastor's final sermon, preached the day before he died. And God, we just thank you and we praise you, even as we look at all this hurt and all this pain, because God, we know that you care for even what's going on there as you care for all of your children. And God, we pray that you continue to let there be victories, even as we see uh, victories in Ukraine. Let there be victories for your people in Turkey and Syria. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.